Welcome back to the Starting Strength Podcast. Uh, kind of here on a regular basis, hopefully. Uh, and uh, we are fortunate to have with us today from theartofmanliness.com, Brett McKay. Hey, Rip. Brett, how are you, sir? Doing Appreciate well. you being here. Hey, thanks for having me. Always um, a pleasure to come down to Wichita Falls. Oh, I, yeah. People always say that. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a destination. It's a destination. It's location. always a pleasure. Yeah. And, you know, if Gene's Tasty Burger was faster in their service, that, it'd be, you know, we could go over there here in just a minute and get a cheeseburger and be back by the time the seminar starts. Brett's here for the seminar this weekend. And, uh, uh, but we're not going to be able to do that because Gene's is just slow these days. So we'll figure something out. Right. Tacos, maybe. Listen, I think it would probably be of benefit to, to everybody watching this to, to, for me to ask you a little bit of background about the art of manliness. Sure. It's, a, it's one of the uh, more successful websites of its kind in the world. And uh, what uh, gets probably lost in the process, because you've got content coming up all the time and people get focused on the content, instead of the guy that's putting it up. So what the hell is going on here? What possessed you to yeah. do this? So I actually started the blog back in 2008 when I was a second-year law student, and it was just for fun, really. I had no intentions of this becoming my, my living. I was going to be an attorney doing oil and gas, probably. Uh, and the reason I started it because I was tired of all the other content being put out there for men. You know, I subscribed to Men's Health, Red Esquire, and I was getting tired of, oh, with Men's Health particularly, it was like every month it was the exact same thing. I knew there was going to yeah. be an article about six-pack abs, yeah. You know, uh, uh, biceps. Biceps, of course. There's always biceps. Sex position tips. Yeah. Oh God, because you know, yeah. we don't know enough about that <laughs> yeah. already. I never understood that, right? Yeah. It's like, why do I it, need these? Is it, is it that difficult? It's just individuals at this magazine telling. Oh. Yeah, like, like Mar look, Marcus Aurelius. Mar Marcus Aurelius said it's, it's friction and secretions. And what they should call and me. They should call your. They should you, call me and ask me instead of trying to tell me what okay. to do. Okay, know? there you go. But you know, and I'm sure most people that read that stupid thing feel the same. Yeah, way. and they're like, "Why am I reading this? Is why am I reading?" And uh, you know, and then the other men's lifestyle stuff out there. It was you know, selling a lifestyle the average guy couldn't afford. And then the bottom line, it just didn't resonate with me. Is like this isn't manly, right? No, um, it's popular culture. It's popular culture. And look, and even as a guy, like I, I was a law student, grew up in the suburbs. I knew I wasn't incredibly manly. I look at my men like my grandfather, great-grandfathers. They were like game wardens, you know, forest service guys can go out in the mountains with nothing but a pack horse mm -hmm. for three weeks and survive and come back. And that, it just what they were putting out there didn't resonate with me. So I decided, you know what, if they're not going to create the kind of stuff that I want to read, like I'll create the stuff that I want to read. I'd create, I, I wanted to right. create the men's magazine that I wanted and, to read. And, and this is entrepreneurship at its Exactly. At its fight. You, you see a problem. There's a problem. Here's a product I want. Yeah. It's not being offered to me for sale. So I'll create it. That's exactly what That's, I did. And the best products in the market are that same way. They're, 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 they're created by people who are, who perceive a demand that they themselves recognize and say, hey, I can do that. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, bought a domain, cost me 10 bucks, bought hosting, started putting stuff out there. And what I found out is that a lot of other men felt the same way as me. Yes. They're like, yeah, Brett, I subscribe to these magazines. I'm tired of it. What you're doing is great. And honestly, it took off on its own. I didn't really, I haven't done any marketing uh, and it's just word of mouth. And by the time I graduated law school in 2009, I was earning enough revenue from advertising. I had a, I did a book 
that I was like, this could be, I could do this full time if I wanted. Yeah, you don't need to go into a firm. Exactly. In a situation like that. Exactly. What what rank, last time I looked you up on Alexa, and granted Alexa is not good numbers, but it's right. uh, it's a it's a useful kind of a big ruler if you want to, if you want to look at the, the market, there's some problems with Alexa metrics, but you were like, what, 12,000? Something like in that. In the world yeah, or, yeah, or something, like, something like that. Something insane. But yeah, right now we're at 12 million page views a month. That's um, and then beyond good. that, it's 800,000 Facebook fans, 250,000 daily email subscribers. Podcasts have 70,000 subscribers. YouTube channel with 400,000 subscribers. It's, uh, and it's just you. It's just me and my wife helps me out. And then we also have uh, a guy in Denver who mm -hmm. works with us. And then just a lot of other people have contributed to the site over over the who They found the site. They believe in the message. And they mm -hmm. want to like So, for example, you. you did right. some, I know, I guess oh, yeah. We're, we get uh, uh, a lot of... Uh, of referrals and traffic and stuff from those videos that you and I did here in the gym. Yeah. And uh, and uh, and I'm sure that last trip to Wichita Falls is a is a standout. <laughs> oh yeah. In your in oh, your yeah. in your year. In my year. I mean oh. like that was like the, the highlight. It was. <laughs> so so Brett what and you know I've written a couple of little pieces on this and I think I sent you that one that that I did at uh, PJ Media recently about manliness, and uh, uh, granted, I was stealing your shit, okay? But it was, I thought it was a good piece, and I, you know, it's, there, manliness is an interesting, is an interesting topic. Um, I, 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 it's, it's almost kind of strange to, for men to discuss manliness, but what the hell? Uh, well, I don't think it is strange. It, it, it's strange it, now, but if you it, go back... Hundreds of years ago, it wasn't strange. People no. talked about this all the time. They were self-conscious of it. And that's, right. we'll talk about that a little bit too, like where the inspiration from or my content or my idea of masculinity come from. It comes from ancient philosophers who sat around right. and talked about manliness. Well, let's, let's, let's talk about that since it's not uh, fragile to talk about that. No. What, do you, uh, what do you think it means? What is the, what is the uh, all right. and, and why is it more, more than that? Why is it important now? Sure. To just have this discussion. Right. Uh, so I know you're a you're a Norse guy. You know. You like yeah. I like that kind of company's stuff. Company's called yeah. Asgard. Right. Well, I'm I'm a Greek and Roman guy. I, right. When I was an undergraduate at the University of Oklahoma, I studied. I got my degree in letters, just connected mm -hmm. with the classics department. So I took a lot of Greek philosophy, studied you know the history of Greece and Rome. Greek, Roman, Norse. It's all. It's all on the same. All on the same. Wheel. All on the same all wheel. On the exactly. Same wheel. And uh, one thing I took away from those classes that I read, they talk about manliness. Like, they'll talk about how he had a manly character. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting, though, is when they talked about manliness, they had a different idea than us moderns have. Because today, I think if you ask most guys, like, what does it mean to be manly? They're going to tell you the typical, stereotypical crap, right? Sort of a cartoonish version of masculinity. Right. Um, you know, it means drinking beer, watching sports, that sort of crap. Having an opinion on... Cowboys. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Having a man cave <laughs> on the Cowboys. Yeah. Kind of stupid. Yeah. Um, but right. what they had in mind, like for the Romans, for example, the, their word for uh, manliness is virtus. It's V I R T U S. It's where we get our word viral. virtue. Yeah, virtue. Viral. Virtue Vir and yeah. viral. Vir viral is another word for manliness, right. exactly. And it, it, it in the, the word uh, for man in the for the for in Latin is um, vir or weir, V I R. Right, and for them, like you weren't born a veer, you had to become one, mm -hmm. right? So there's certain things you had to do, characteristics you had to develop, and what's interesting, the word for virtus, 
is strength. Yeah. Strength. Yes. Isn't it interesting how that's that keeps getting tied back into the into this model? Yeah. And uh, the the piece I did for PJ, you guys should look that up uh, if you haven't read it already. Uh, is is basically that's what that's what we're we're talking about in that the uh, the recent lumber sexual phenomenon is a. Uh, is interesting in that I think there is a need here amongst these 25-year-old guys to uh, to try to reclaim some. They are of exactly. of this thing, and uh, it, you know, granted, it's easier to grow a beard, in other words, to stop shaving, than it is to get your squat up to 405. But at least they are feeling the. There, there's the, an itch that the, they want the, to scratch. Right. And I think what's happening is that, you know, talking about the culture today, it's it's very androgynous, right? We don't mm -hmm. like to oh, talk yes. about the differences between men and women because that's bad. I mean, I, and what we talk about on the site, it's like, okay, men and women, they can do certain things at the same, right, at a certain level on the in the business world. Women are capable of doing things. But there are differences. Yeah, and there let's, are let's, differences. Let's not, let's and, not and, deny the differences. And, and, and the popular culture, you mentioned that. It's every time I listen to the radio or you see a TV commercial, they – all of the advertising agencies are headed in the same direction with this. All of the guys that they use as, as characters in these commercials are either portrayed as bumbling idiots mm -hmm. or opinionless yeah. fools right. completely uh, dependent on the female strong role model yeah. to, uh, to, to complete their... Exactly. Their capacity as a human being. And what's interesting, this isn't a new, new phenomenon. I mean, if you can go back all the way to the 30s, like the Blondie comic, mm -hmm. right? That's the whole, I mean, that's been around since the 30s, I think. Right. That's the whole premise of it, right? right. Dagwood is this idiot is a who, who likes to yep. eat, and Blondie's right. keeping the ship together. Right. So it's not, a, it's not a fairly recent phenomenon. It's been around for a while. It's just becoming uh, more, you're seeing it more and more often mm -hmm. now. Broad market appeal. Broad market appeal, exactly. So, yeah, going back to the Romans, we're to strength, and that meant physical strength. And what they felt is that you, to be a man means to be physically strong, and that physical strength carries over into other aspects of your life. Right. It, it's this the is basis the theme of moral that character. we have, we have uh, observed this for a long time. Is it, me being in this business for almost 40 years now, uh, one, of, one of the things that has always amazed me as I watch the progress of a young kid who comes in the gym uh, who, fight, who, who walks in in whatever condition he's in, and, and 15, 20 years later, he's still training. And during the process of having gotten strong, everything has gotten strong. Not right. just his not just his his squat, not just his, his pulls. Everything has gotten everything. strong. Everything has gotten the, strong. The, the, the mind and the soul. I mean, yeah. I just did an interview with this uh, guy. Did you, you watch Band of Brothers? I've the, seen, you've seen, I've seen parts of the... Parts of the miniseries. Well, there's right. a guy in there, Dick Winters. Uh, he was one of the, the commanders in Easy Company during the, mm -hmm. during the Band of Brothers. And uh, so the guy I talked to, he helped Dick Winters write his memoirs before he died. Mm -hmm. And I thought this was really interesting. Dick Winters, the guy was just phenomenal. He was just a phenomenal leader. But he really hit on the point that physical fitness, physical strength was the basis of being a good leader, mm -hmm. right? Because it carries over to other aspects. And what was crazy was, you know, even when he's at training camp, he would run two extra miles, 
right? Because he didn't have to, but he right. wanted to do that. And even during, he was in the battle. Of the and Bulls, he wanted his, his, his men, his to, men know. to see that, right? Exactly. Right. And even during, when he was in battle over in Europe, he still found time to take a two mile hike, maybe a two mile jog mm-hmm. in the morning before the battle started, just to keep that discipline going. Cause he, he mm-hmm. felt that physical fitness, physical strength was the basis of, you know, just good discipline, and that carried over into other into the into the battle. Helped him mm-hmm. be a more effective soldier and warrior. As, as an aside, my father was in the 101st. Is that right? He was in the Battle of the Bulge, Normandy, Market Garden. He was there. He was in the 502nd. Jeez, Louise, man. And and uh, yeah, I've got some interesting that's, mementos. I bet you do. From out at the house, we'll go out there one of these. Days. Yeah. So that's my base. That's where that's my idea of manliness. It's it's taken from the ancients. This idea that's. It's timeless. It's cloud. And what's 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 interesting is that this idea of manliness, right? Manliness as being strength of stature, mm-hmm. strength of character, it was around in the West. Well, like you would say, during even up to World War II, it wasn't until the middle of the 20th century where all these social upheavals well, happened and, and these changes happened where they started downplaying that, and that became a liability. And now there's all this confusion. Like, what does it mean to be a man? Like, no one, everyone's writing these articles. No one really knows. You have 25, 30-year-old men who are looking at themselves in the mirror saying, well, am I a man? I don't know if I am yet. And you had guys like Dick Winters during World War II. They're 26, and they were capturing, you know, Hitler's eagle nest, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Well, it's, in my opinion, this type of behavior is buried in the DNA. It's been around for millennia. Uh, it's been around for tens of millennia. It's been around since organized human society. And the past 15, 20 years of popular culture is not going to be successful in making it go away. No, no. They can't, they're not going to get it done. No. It's buried too deeply in the species. And uh, uh, I, I just think it's, uh, I think what you're doing is really cool. And it's, yeah, it yeah. really needs to be. Uh, uh, Something that all of us pay attention to, and uh, and you know there are many lessons to be learned. You run a lot of good content on that website, and those of you, once again, that are not familiar with it, theartofmanliness.com, or is it Art of Manliness? Either one will get you there. Either one, okay. Either either, theartofmanliness.com, and uh, uh, we've uh, we've enjoyed our relationship with Brett. Uh, tell me how your training's going. You've uh, you came down here and we worked with uh, you and Jordan came down here with you to record that. Right. Uh, how is your training going? Where what are your numbers? Well, that's what days? I'm doing. So like, what happened was interesting story. So I start when I did that, I went like straight starting. That was the first time I, I've been barbell training since high school. I played. You grew up in Oklahoma. Like every good Oklahoma boy, I played football. Oh yeah. And so you know, we did the squat, bench, power clean incline press, uh, didn't low bar squat. That, your session there, that was the first time I actually low bar squat, and if you watch the video, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. It's, there's a lot bad about it. Um, oh, you know, I had idiots commenting on that. Yeah, I, I Remember I, that, I, I had I idiots commenting on that, where uh, uh, they're calling me, or, or, or writing me on the, on the board, and they're saying, well, I saw you, that Brett McKay put his, Thumbs around the bar, as you always bitch and moan about everybody putting their thumbs on top of the bar. But I saw you that day with Brett McKay, and he had his thumbs around the bar, and you didn't say anything to him about it. So how about that, Mr. Ripito? So, yeah. 
But that's, well, we, you know, it was well, a short amount of fixed time. fixed one problem. And, we fixed one I and learned, I had I to explain this drive. to people, you know. I learned about him. And that's the primary that's the message of the movement pack. So after that, I, I had a lot of great progress. I got up to 325 on my squat. But the problem was, because of the wrist, mm-hmm. I was terrible bicep tendonitis. Mm-hmm. I mean, to the point where all day it was just... Well, it's down here in your elbow. Right there. That's exactly what it's from. Exactly. Exactly it, it, what it it's from. The, the, so then I, I took a break because I was like, I got to let this heal up a little bit so I can get mm-hmm. back. Because I couldn't even deadlift or bench press, right. which is terrible. Um, and I got back into it. Same thing. I, I, I got yeah, I got it, 325. And then here's what happened. Took another break. Uh, I think you introduced me. Or Matt Reynolds reached out to me. Um, and he, you know, he's like, hey, you know, just fan of the site, blah, blah, blah. And I, I had no idea he did online coaching. And I said, do you offer online coaching? Like, I just need someone to look at my form, right, to see yeah. what I'm doing wrong, why this bicep tendonitis. He's like, oh, yeah, I do. So I've been working with Matt now since October. Um, and I send him videos of all my lists so he can look at them and give me critiques that you're doing this wrong. Mm-hmm. And he fixed my bicep tendonitis. And this is what, here's what he did. So he, he did some protocols for me to, like, treat it and manage it mm-hmm. so I can get through the pain and work out. Um, what he did, though, you noticed, though, the way I set up was causing the, the, the bicep tendonitis. Because what right. I was doing, instead of starting out with my thumbs above the bar, wrist straight, mm-hmm. and then getting under the bar, right. I was putting myself under the bar and then bringing my wrist, like cranking my so wrist. Jamming this I was down, Exactly. I was, loading. That, in other words, you're loading the elbow exactly, with the before, yeah, with Before yeah. I even get started on the lift. So he's like, you're doing that wrong. Right. Do this. You know, and I, ever since then, it, I haven't had a problem with it. So, right. Well, with that said, now I've been doing uh, programming with Matt. Squat, I'm, I did a 360, 375 squat, one rep max with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's great. For reps, we're doing, I did 350. What's your body weight do? Body weight's 204. Now, before my first session, when it came down here, which you were, Falls. You were like 180. I was 185. 185. Yeah. Yeah, and then the second so session. He ain't 18. Yeah. yeah, I'm up to 204 now. Just yeah. interesting, when I played football in high school, I was 230 because I was a lineman. Uh, then I decided like, I'm not a football player anymore, so I don't want to be big. So mm-hmm. I just did the whole cardio thing. And cardio is cardio for so many people. people. And uh, so I you lost know, a lot the, of weight. The, the, the premise that cardio is the basis of all exercise, that just won't die. No. It will not go away. Yeah. You know, and I. Uh, you know, try as we might, it's very difficult to to uh, denature an entire lifetime lifetimes worth of programming. Uh, in that, running is the basis of all exercise. I mean, military, fire, police. Yeah. You know the 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 PJs, the the Air Force pararescue guys, their pipeline. Yeah. Even though everything they do in the field is based on the ability to move loads. Uh, they swim long distances, they run long distances. Right. And that's, how, that's their training. And yeah. nobody seems to understand that the vast majority of human tasks have nothing to do with a five mile run. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all force production, it's strength. And this is, a, this is a, a, lot of, a lot of deep programming that has yet to be done. And, uh, the more of that we can do, the better. Yeah. Um, so yeah, ever since uh, I've been working with Matt, the progress has been fantastic. Um, well, I'm happy he finally did something right. Did. <laughs> so, uh, you guys, uh, on Art of Manliness, is anything coming up? Any changes in the website coming up? Any? 
No, not any, the, we don't have any plans any yet. Planning for, a national Art of Manliness festival? Festival. I've thought about that. I, I think you ought to think about it. Yeah, I think I should do that? Okay. We'll have you I come out and do some, some demonstration. I'd be, be glad to be there. Right. Uh, I, I really think that's a, 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 a good idea because anytime you give people who have a sense of association with each other because they read the website, anytime right. you give them a physical place to come and slap each other on the back, and have a beer, you build a community, and a community is a good thing. Oh yeah, you know, for sure. One of the aspects of of manliness, you know, is that men function within a community under normal circumstances. That role or that uh, that that model is trying to be deconstructed right now. Right. And I'm not talking about a, a promise keepers retreat or some <laughs> nonsense like that. But I mean a a, a long weekend with speakers and uh, rent a convention center, I think you'd be shocked at how successful it is and how much fun you have doing it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, mean, I would definitely love to do it. It'd be we'll a lot talk of work, about that and we'll, maybe we'll make it happen. We'll talk about that right, further. We'll talk about Brett, it. thank you for being hey, here. Rick. Brett McKay, Art of Manliness. And uh, we'd like to thank you for watching our podcast. We'll see you next time.